Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I am your host, Laura Malone, and we're here to talk about life coaching, entrepreneurship, leading yourself well, and lots of spirit-led life and business strategies. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and let's jump into today's episode. Okie dokie. It's a fun year already. (laughs) Three days in. First of all, I want to say how excited I am about this next season. I'm getting so much hope and clarity just from all my time with Jesus. I hope you are too. But in this next season, I'm starting a new podcast soon uh, meant to equip and empower Christian women right where they are. So I'll let you know when that's out. That's under the Women's Division of Sterling and Stone Mentoring. That division is called, called To Rise. And I've got some amazing guests lined up to speak into your lives. And then on this podcast, the Christian Life Coach Collective, I have some great guests coming as well, speaking to many areas of coaching, business that will, you know, as they say in the South, bless your socks off. So remember that if you sign up for any Sterling and Stone courses, like the Niche Clarity course, Called to Coach, Greenhouse Life Coach Training, right now, you will get to join a private life coaching call every month meant just for course students where you get to ask for feedback and ask questions and get coached on anything you're working on. And plus, as a student, you have access to working one-on-one with me and getting like private coaching opportunities. So I highly suggest jumping into the Niche Clarity course first and diving into your core message work so you can turn it into a coaching offer and then start a business. So all of that leads me to today's topic. I actually had something else planned um, and scheduled, and this thing has come up a couple of times and came up again today with a client, and I was like, I just have to do this. I've been thinking about it a lot. I know I've talked about it in the past, but so many of my clients have a wall up when it comes to getting paid to do what you're called to do, (laughs) like when what you're gifted at doing and what your heart longs to do in service of God and people. But when you have this mindset that says, first of all, a job is something you do because you have to pay bills and you probably don't like it, you don't have to like it. And then you mix that with the mindset that ministry is something you have to go to seminary to do and learn a thousand, read a thousand theology books in order to walk in it. Then you have this huge limiting belief locked in that you might not even realize is there. And maybe nobody taught it to you. Maybe you just started thinking it. And I have what we would call a marketplace ministry. So I get paid to do what I'm called to do. And because I get paid, I can do more of it. I don't have to work a different job doing something just for the money and then doing what I'm called to do on my on the side, like a hobby or just at church, right? I also get paid in ways besides money. I get friendships and peers and resources and growth opportunities and so much more out of my job as a coach and a business owner. And yeah, the money helps for sure, but it is not my primary focus because I'm focused on doing what I love doing and I'm helping others while I do it. So let's take a second and dissect marketplace ministry. Marketplace refers to having a job that pays you. Most of the world is in the marketplace. They have a job, they get paid, right? Ministry it simply refers to biblical servanthood. So having a heart to serve people, whether you get paid or not. So when you combine the two, it means that you bring a biblical servanthood mindset to the job you get paid to do. It is that simple. You are allowed to do 
what God has called you to as a job and get paid for it. Your pastor likely gets a paycheck to do what he or she is called to do as a pastor. Okay? Chaplains, they get paid. People get paid to be in ministry. The church might be a nonprofit, but the only difference between it and a for-profit is the legal setup. I run both. And it's literally the difference is a religious or charitable nonprofit is set up legally and doesn't have to pay taxes. (laughs) But one can have or start and run a nonprofit like a church or any kind of ministry and actually still just have a focus on making money, but doing it through the churchgoers or the people who support their ministry. Likewise, you can run a for-profit business, but have more focus on the service than the money. So one is not equal to the other. It is the heart of the person doing the work. Are you doing the work as unto the Lord, or are you serving and building yourself a kingdom? So I want to help you get your mindset straight about this because it is such a valuable lesson and I struggled with it for a long time on my own. It feels weird in the beginning to help people and serve them and love them and love doing all of that and then let somebody give you a hundred bucks or more to do it. (laughs) But isn't that what some people do actually that are in the marketplace, the ones who love what they do and we pay them to do it? So it's not as much of an issue about the money as much as maybe it's an issue about self-worth. And if you stop and think about it, maybe you appreciate values that other create and you're willing to pay for it, but you don't appreciate the value you create, even if others do. And then you, like you have to do the work of getting your thoughts lined up. So how do you do that? First, you have to give yourself permission that you can get paid and like your job. You can get paid and do the thing God gifted you to do. You can get paid and do what you're called to. So if somebody is called to be an electrician, don't you want them to have, don't you want to have access to them? Don't you want them to be in the marketplace and not just be ethereally out there in the world, just wondering, you know, if people know that they're called to be an electrician, but they don't have a business or they don't have a ministry. They're just like, just in servitude to the world around them, but nobody knows about them because they don't actually promote or market the fact that they have this gift and the skill. So then nobody knows about it. So if you got paid to serve others in coaching, what is the difference if you were to get paid to serve others in a restaurant? It's just service. And if you're doing it with a pure heart, that's what matters. So if you're getting hung up on the money, it's a money issue within your own beliefs. And it also might be a worth issue. But Jesus worked and got paid. And so did his disciples. Plus, when you're in the marketplace and you share what you do, what you're called to in your business with the world, you become an influencer into the world because you're in this world, but not of it, says the Bible. So therefore you get to bring the kingdom of heaven into places that would otherwise be kind of off limits, not, and that have the benefit of having you, a son or daughter of the most high in their midst, changing the atmosphere, telling the truth and sharing his love doing the thing that your business in marketplace ministry is capable of doing. So knowing Jesus, doing what you're called to do as a coach and business owner 
it only amplifies your results and what your capacity is, what you're capable of. Walking with Jesus in business, inviting your real dad to be your CEO is one of the most fun things that you can do. Because when you build with Holy Spirit, you get to talk about work whenever you feel like it. He's there to whiteboard with you. He's available to hear your struggles and goals and desires and dreams and trials. And he picks you up when you fall. He loves working with you. Like, especially when you're trying your best to walk in your calling to serve the world around you and spread the gospel just by showing up. So the world would mess out big if believers never had jobs and only did ministry in a religious nonprofit format. We are called to affect the world around us, not just sit around and see if somebody is going to call us for prayer. So because if you show up in the marketplace and let people know that you'll pray for them, then they're going to ask for prayer from you more than if you had just sat and waited in the pew. Okay. My mechanic has like a sticky notes on the counter. Do you need prayer today? I know uh, there's a sandwich. I think it's like Jimmy John's or, uh, I don't, I don't know who it is, but there's some kind of sandwich store that has scripture, um, like on the bottom of their cups or something like that. And I, I just say, they're not just sitting back and saying, well, we're a ministry, but I, gosh, I really love serving people lunch. (laughs) I don't know if I could ever make money doing that. You know, they actually trusted God, stepped out in faith and, you know, built a business as Christian business owners. That is okay to do. And when you start a coaching business, that's all it is. You're a coaching, you're a Christian business owner. And yeah, you get to do what you love doing that you're called to do and you're great at doing and you're growing in it and people pay you. It's really okay. It's beautiful. And when I will say that people show up more and invest themselves into something they've paid for more than they will if they've been given it for free. I promise I know this from being in ministry for 20 years and running a business that's gone through all these stages. People enjoy a dinner they chose and paid for more than a dinner that was given to them for free that they really didn't have any say over. It was just kind of given to them. So when you operate solely as a ministry, you can be fruitful for sure, but it it comes with the same guidelines as a marketplace job. Both, if you're a believer, both require you to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first so that everything you truly need will be added to you. All you have to do is show up as who you are in Christ while you work no matter how much or how little you get paid. The world needs you to show up. They need you to serve them. They need you to create value. And there are specific people waiting for you to rise up and walk in your calling. They're out there. I want you to think that if in the world, there's just 10 people who specifically need your guidance and think about them in their life, unstuck until you come along because you are the one who has the right skills to help them. You're the one with a personality they'll respond well to. You have the calling and favor on your life that speaks to them specifically. You show Jesus in a way they will respond to, their spirits will leap up and react when you um, come in contact and communication with them. If you choose not to show up for yourself and your calling, you choose not to show up for them. And I get that it's easy to demean your own value and decide that you don't matter enough and somebody else can do it. God can work without you 
and help them without you even trying. But is that really how you want to live your life? Just deciding that nobody else in the world needs you to show up? Nobody else really needs the calling on your life? Like, what are you pursuing and calling for if you're going to continue believing this this lie that you shouldn't get paid or it's wrong to have a job or it's wrong for people to um, give you something in exchange for this thing that honestly feels too good, too good when you give it, right? What if just these 10 people need you to show up in that particular way? They're not going to find you if you stay on the sidelines. They're not going to find you if you're in a ministry mindset. They need you to be in a marketplace ministry mindset. What if the things they go on to do in the world because of your service to them changes things for your own children and grandchildren, or maybe even theirs, right? I'm sure Rahab didn't think she had a part to play in the future of the world, but she sure did. So I'm calling you, my friend, to rise up and to lean in. Listen to your dad calling. He's good. He likes you. He wants to work with you. He loves to partner and create with you and write your story together. So if you're called a coach, then stop, well, make a committed decision to stop believing things that limit you. Remember that your thoughts are not always truth. Your feelings are not always truth. Your beliefs are not always truth. All these things are real, but just because they're real to you doesn't make them truth. And you can change what you've believed now that you know better, you can change that. You can change what you decide to think on, what you meditate on. That's going to impact how you feel. And as those things shift, your beliefs are going to shift. Your whole paradigm, the ecosystem of your soul is going to shift and line up with the will of God. I'm for you. That means God is for you a million times more than I could be. (laughs) So can you be a coach? and not get paid? For sure. But how much more impact will you have if you were to get paid to coach full-time because you don't have to work in that cubicle or drive that Uber or babysit more people's babies, right? I want you to think about the impact, the transformation, the results, and the legacy you can bring about in the world. And think of how many more people you can serve well by doing the very thing that you're gifted at and called to. And if you're called to that cubicle or that Uber or babysitting, you go do that. But if you're called to coach, get at it. This is my reminder to you that you are called for such a time as this. And our world, so many people you have not met yet, need you to show up because they're hurting and stuck and sick and lost and broken. And they're crying out for guidance and they need you. And all things are possible. When we believe him and we believe his word, we can figure out how they're possible together. So Jump into a course or at the very least the Facebook group today. It is um, all those links are in the show notes because we can walk into the possibilities and the purpose and the identity and the callings and the truth together. Okay. Talk to you soon. Hey friends, don't forget to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group if you haven't already. So you can connect with like-directed people and get free resources and ask for feedback all the things that are going to help support you on your calling as a coach. I hope to see it in there and don't forget to subscribe to the show.